0: Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the podcast production company that's making the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts and a sixth event podcast,
1: one more time for the mortals in the back redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice get your merchandise today all art supplied by the brilliant decapitated markers
0: oh welcome to one shots a dumdums and dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one shot stories created in a variety of hit rpgs i'm your host dj one shot and I'm here to welcome you to Eberron. This arc is gonna feature our DM, Tom McGee, voiceover artists and comedians Ryan LaPlante and Tyler Hewitt, and a regular cast member of our sibling podcast, dum Dumbs and Dragons. That's right, Laura Elizabeth is in the house. So journey into a brand new D&D module in a brand new land with our heroes where we get the flavor of the world to try out the new classes in brutal and stupid combat with the Dum-Dum's OC twist that always gets added by our DM T-Dog McGee, who one shots for life. Eberron Edition!
2: You know, this was supposed to be an easy job. But instead of answers, all you've got is a dead changeling with two bullets in his chest. God damn it. Things are always fucking complicated in Eberron. Welcome everybody to Eberron uh, Rising from the Last War. This is uh, our very first one shot here on Dumdums and, Dri- Dum and Dice, I should say, um, and this is a system that literally came out yesterday. So we are all learning as we go. Mm. Uh, I am your going to be your dungeon master for this adventure. My name is Tom McGee. Uh, here at the table, I also have Ryan Laplante,
3: Lori Elizabeth,
2: and Tyler Hewitt. And they are going to be playing characters I handed them not but an hour ago uh, because uh, we are literally uh, just so excited to get into uh, fucking around a bit in the world of Eberron um, that uh, we just couldn't help ourselves. So um, our adventure begins, uh, as these things often do, in an investigative office. Uh, You're at Falstaff Investigations, (laughs) a, um, a small outfit uh, in the world of Eberron, there are a lot of shady doings. Um, the whole uh, world kind of has a, a bit of an Art Deco vibe, a bit of a Bioshock Infinite vibe, uh, and a bit of a noir vibe. So since the Last War ended, um, the Treaty of Thronehold has really helped bring a bit of order back to the world. The Last War almost tore Eberron apart um, mm-hmm. as, as uh, massive uh, war-forged machines battled armies of the undead, armies of the living, Um, But peace has now, a tentative peace at least, has returned to the land. Uh, But there's still a number of mysteries to be solved. Um, And that, of course, is where you three come in. Uh, Because if there's some dark, dank corner of this world that needs sorting, it's people like you who are going to sort it. So you've been summoned by Carmilla Falstaff, uh, who runs um, this particular investigative uh, agency, Uh, This is one of the many investigative agencies kind of shopped out by House Thurask. There are major houses um, in Eberron, all of which have benefited in different ways from the war. Uh, Thurask tends to keep a pretty close eye on the comings and goings of the world, and as a result has a lot of investigative houses, some which are under heirs to House Thurask itself. Um, identified by their dragon mark sigils, which are markings that various people from various houses have. Um, however, uh, Falstaff Investigations is a separate entity. Uh, it's a smaller outfit. Um, some would say a bit of a shadier outfit, uh, but that suits people like you just fine. So the three of you have been summoned into Carmilla's office, um, and uh, she's chomping on kind of a, a, a large, um, sort of the, the magical steampunk equivalent of a vape pen, <laughs> um, it, uh, it has a small gem in it that glows. You can't see any tobacco packed into it, but, uh, the gem glows, um, and then just kind of two large wisps of some kind of smoky vapor kind of hiss out from between her teeth. Uh, she is a, a proper meat slab of a human, just a very like solid, stout, um, large handed kind of, uh, brash woman, um, sitting in an impeccable suit, uh, behind a large desk. Uh, the three of you are seated in front of her. Uh, And as her eyes scan across the three of you, so too do we find out who you are and what you look like. So, Ryan, let's start with you. Who are you?
0: All right. Uh, My name is Mr. Pig. I am (laughs) about six feet tall. I am a mix of a pig and a person because I am a a, a wild hunt shifter. Yep. Yep. Correct? Yeah. So I I look vaguely like one of the characters from uh, the late the mid-90s island of Dr. Moreau. If you've seen any of those pig people, I'm one of them. Okay, yeah. So I'm like tall, okay. and I'm sort of heavy mm-hmm. set and I've got like piggish features. Uh, you said noir, so I'm also wearing a trench coat and a fedora. Damn, that's noir. And uh, I, have, <laughs> I have like a, a glowing green gem for an eye, with like a left eye. Uh, and my entire right hand is also made of like a green, like almost like a... Like a gemstone, kind of intricate pieces put together.
2: Okay, interesting,
0: cool. Jade
2: hand, I like it. Uh, and Laura, um, you're seated next to um, uh, Mr. Pig. Um, the chair is perhaps a bit small for you. Uh, who are you?
3: Well, it's small for me because I am a tank of a warforged. <laughs> so I'm like six two. I'm I'm huge. I'm like over three hundred pounds. Like in this pristine white kind of metal. Um, with a kind of angelic-looking but blank kind of face. Mm, mm-hmm. um, is that your
2: metallic face? Is oh, it, it a mask? is a metallic. Yeah, it is a hundred
3: percent like just like a metallic mask. Because as a Warforged, I'm like this uh, not human. I was created, mm-hmm, so I'm mm-hmm. like a weird mix of like inorganic and organic matter. Oh, yeah, cool. but the, I am alive. No. Damn it! <laughs> the, uh,
2: for those of you listening at home um, in Eberron, uh, the Warforged were invented for the sole purpose of war. Uh, there were some who were invented for other means, um, but with the Treaty of Freehold, or, sorry, of Thronehold, uh, and the end of the war, suddenly all of them find themselves at cross purposes. So some have continued on in their ways, but uh, perhaps we'll we'll learn kind of what your purpose was yes. and what your purpose is as we go. Uh, and, and what is your name?
3: My name is Mercy.
2: Excellent. All right. Um, so, uh, I'm going to say you have two chairs under you. Uh, the legs are trembling mm-hmm. under both. Um, it's, it's almost a staring contest between you and Carmilla to see whether she'll actually offer you something a bit sturdier. Uh, and you can tell she's not sure either. <laughs> um, and seated next to you, uh, is Tyler. Tyler, uh, tell me about your character. Uh,
4: yeah. So my character is probably sitting on about four phone books, um, on the chair cause I am a halfling. Um, and I'm a, a, a halfling artificer. Um, and so I'm not really dressed for combat at all. I've got spectacles with actually extra lenses on like little levers hanging off the side of my, uh, yeah. uh of the frames. Um, I wear robes, you know, comfortable clothing for doing work in. I can cinch the sleeves up if I need to get into for some tinkering and things like that. Um, and, uh, my name, uh, one of my favorite things is just naming characters in this game. By the way, <laughs> particularly uh, I think halflings. My name is Peppercorn Littlefoot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yay!
4: <laughs> okay,
2: um, Peppercorn Littlefoot. That's that's delightful. Um, okay, excellent. So um, the three of you are are seated. Um, you've been work. You, you've uh, worked a few jobs together now. Um, it's uh, it, it's definitely kind of a, a weird uh, pyramid scheme of investigative agencies. Uh, <laughs> Uh, here in uh, the, the vertical city of Sharn, uh, which is where we find ourselves. Um, so, in the same way that um, Falstaff Investigations is kind of subcontracted by House of the Rask, uh, they in this instance have subcontracted um, the services of the three of you. Uh, Peppercorn, you have put together this little team. Um, uh, Carmilla assigned you Mr. Pig and Mercy. Uh, based on your specific skill set, a few jobs ago. And so far, things have actually been going pretty well. Um, The three of you each have skills that complement each other, almost as though you're an adventuring party put together for that exact purpose. Um, (laughs) But um, you're still all strangers enough to each other uh, that, um, you know, uh, you're still kind of feeling each other out. But so far, uh, the jobs you've been on have, have gone pretty well. Um, some of you may have relationships to each other over and above that, but that's kind of in terms of the squad, uh, sort of your, your team. That's, that's what you've got. Um, so Carmilla kind of scans, uh, across the three of you, um, her butler, a, a, a tall elf, uh, woman who's wearing a very fine tuxedo comes in, uh, and delivers tea. Uh, she kind of nods to the elf and the elf disappears and, um, she, uh, she sips it Without taking the cigar out of her mouth <laughs> um, and uh, looks at the three of you and says, "Well, seems we find ourselves in a, a bit of a pickle here. Um, one of our contacts, a very important contact uh, for me and one of our clients, uh, perhaps you've heard of them, the uh, the gatekeepers, you know, a bunch of bunch of hippies who like to keep keep all that uh, well they They say they keep us safe from all manner of interdimensional. Bullshit, but I mean, truthfully, I think they're uh, they're just a uh, you know one of those many orders who refuses to let go of a way that just isn't true anymore. Well, anyway, uh, they were concerned because uh, some of their people went rogue a while back, and uh, as you know, I've been trying to track them down. Uh, here's where things get uh, get troublesome. Uh, I sent one of my best agents, um, a man named Varen, into. Um, one of the uh, nearby cities to investigate reports that uh, one of their uh, rogue gatekeepers had shown up. Uh, however, Varin was found out. Um, someone got to him. And as a result, uh, he has had to flee. And flee uh, rather quickly, rather abruptly, and uh, without uh, without any security. Um, some of our other agents in the city attempted to find him, but uh, all were wiped out. Hmm. So... Varen is currently out to the wind, uh, and I'm concerned, um, given his uh, somewhat changeable nature, as it were, uh, that if we don't bring him in from the cold, uh, we might lose him, and any knowledge he has of the information the gatekeepers need and are admittedly willing to pay very handsomely for will disappear. Now, our last communication, uh, Varen said he'd be heading uh, west um, on uh, one of the lightning trains, so... My guess is there's only a few that pass through the area we left him in. Um, based on our current information, you should be able to intercept him by catching the train out of the central terminal here in Sharn uh, and possibly intercept him en route. Now, hopefully he'll warm up to you folks and hopefully won't give you too much trouble, but I really need you to bring him in before anything bad happens to him. The gatekeepers are real concerned about this, and they've been a real steady stream of business. They've had us out chasing dragon shards and all sorts of crazy shit. And I swear, if we lose this contract... I'm in trouble. And if I'm in trouble, you're in trouble. So I need you to bring Ooh. this guy in, bring in his information, and uh let's figure out what the hell's happening to these rogue gatekeepers. I assume you have questions, because you're kinda of often do. Uh
4: yes, I have a question and <laughs> Peppercorn will raise his little hand. Uh yes, uh uh phone booky uh, little littlefoot guy. Uh yes, hi, uh Great to see you again, uh, Carmilla. Um, so, 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 Varen here. Um, how will we recognize him? Uh, how will we know we've we found him? Ah, yes. Well, he is currently in the guise
2: of um, one of the minor nobles of House Corinth. Um, you, uh, you all know House Corinth um, as one of the major houses, uh, and in fact, it uh, uh, particularly for you, Mercy. Um, Corinth was kind of the leader in warforged, uh, technology. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a familiar name to you. Um, the three of you also, I think get kind of a, a sickly feeling when you hear, uh, hear the name house Corinth, uh, because the house itself has fallen on, into tremendously difficult times, uh, following what is known as the morning. So one of the key events near the end of the last war, uh, was, um, the, uh, city of seer sire? sire sire. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, C-Y-R-E. Uh, the city of Sire um, was destroyed. Uh, no one quite knows how or why, but a gray mist enveloped the city uh, and millions of lives were lost um, as the crown jewel of Eberron has been lost. Uh, it was sort of generally considered one of the biggest cities in the world, one of the uh, the most powerful cities in the world, as well as... Or, sorry, uh, sort of provinces, not just a city, but kind of province. Um, and it was home to... Um, sort of the seat of power for House Corinth. There have been a lot of rumors um, around it that perhaps House Corinth was up to some experiments that may have led to it. There are theories that a demon escaped um, and took the city with it, Uh, but it's now a place of horrors that no one uh, dares to enter. Um, So uh, House Corinth, though, continues to uh, exist, and they made enough money and resource during the war that they've been able to kind of recover uh, even though the seat of power has been lost. Mm. So she explains that um, uh, Varen has uh, has been operating under the guise of uh, Bill and Reese. Both of them? <laughs> uh, she she laughs uh, through her tea. Uh, it's It's really unnerving to watch someone laugh into a cup with a cigar still in their mouth, but she manages to do it somehow. Uh, she says no. Um, uh, of the family, Reese, they're a uh, uh, minor nobility attached to, to House Corinth. Um, Billin has been missing for quite some time. Uh, our man Varen has replaced him and has been operating as him for quite a quite a while. Um, we've been trying to investigate rumors that perhaps one of these gatekeepers uh, was involved in some House Corinth. Um, shall we say shadow operations? So he has very useful information. He is—he looks like this, and she slides like a fairly accurate, essentially perp sketch hmm. um, across the desk. It says uh, you'll be able to recognize him from this. Uh, he uh, also very famously wears a, a bright red ascot, so he's—he stands out in a crowd. Um, it's not—it would not be. Unexpected to see him traveling these rail lines. Uh, He will likely be staying in in one of the plusher areas, likely in one of the VIP cars. Um, But unfortunately, because he's so high profile, he basically has to stay on the train until he can disappear or until you can get to him. So we know that uh, you'll be able to intercept him by joining the train here in Sharn. Uh, But then once you're aboard, it'll be up to you to find him.
0: So I I raise my jade hand and I go, so, uh, question about the uh, expenses.
2: Uh, Yes, what about them?
0: Uh, we got to ride a train for this. Uh, you going to pay for the train tickets? There's, uh, there's three of us.
2: Yes, I, I, I think. Uh, Fiddlesworth! And uh, the elven woman comes back in um, carrying kind of a, a, a just a, like a billfold uh, and starts like peeling bills off, kind of giving all of you the stink eye as Carmilla keeps kind of gesturing like, a little bit more, a <laughs> little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Uh, and then Fiddlesworth hands her the uh, the bills and Carmilla just kind of stacks them in front of her and says, will this be sufficient for you?
0: Yeah, that's uh, looking pretty good. <laughs> so I uh, will take that. Thank you very much. Glad to know that you hired uh, the littlest uh, littlest man, uh, the most beautiful uh, robot and... Uh, Thank you. The stinkiest pig uh, in all of uh, uh
2: For a second, her kind of like mafiosa look cracks and she's like, what can I say? I love a bunch of characters. That's the reason I keep you guys around. Anyway, uh, as I said, this is a pretty big case. So spend what you need to spend. Money's no expense. Just make sure you get on that train and make sure you bring Varin back. Also, he doesn't need to come back, shall I say, pristine. So if he puts (laughs) up any any fight, I don't really care. He doesn't need legs or arms to talk. You just bring him back.
4: So he's got to be able to talk. (laughs) Febricorn had his hand up, and after you said, he puts his hand down. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, hey, uh, uh, uh,
2: Mr. Robot over there, you look like you got something to say. What's up?
3: You answered literally my only question.
2: Oh, uh, all right. Well, uh, and she kind of like tucks the hair behind her ear and kind of like smiles at her, and she's like, well, well, great. Okay. <laughs> I- I'm glad I could be of assistance.
3: Wasn't expressly a compliment.
2: Ah, okay. Well, huh. Okay. guess my friends were right. I shouldn't read too much into these things. Okay. Okay. Uh well this is getting awkward for me. So get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> you got a train to catch. Um so uh the elven woman comes back in and kind of ushers you back out. Um you exit through kind of a a, a loud bar um that's um it's a it's a full kind of like TikTok bar. There's just a, sort of uh, cogs and magical energy everywhere. Uh Eberron is a world where essentially technology and magic are one. So instead of science, it's the harnessing of magical powers, the harnessing of elemental spirits uh, that has allowed uh, the city to build just incredible wonders. So I'd encourage you, uh, anytime I drop kind of casual technology, please do imagine that there is kind of wisps of enchantment around it, uh, a lot of sort of mysterious glowing objects, um, things that I think as artificers, both Mr. Pig and Peppercorn, you'll both... You'll both be uh, vaguely familiar with some. I think you could figure out how to make others are kind of like a, oh, I didn't know you could you could do that. That's mm. that's fun. Um, you step out of the sort of throbbing, pulsing sound of the bar uh, out onto the street, um, and a, a wind kind of whips past you. Uh, it, I think, kind of peppercorn. You probably stumble a little bit. Yep. Um, Ew. Uh, mercy, nothing moves on you. Um, and uh, the three of you find yourselves standing outside in Sharn. Uh, Sharn is one of the largest cities in Eberron. Uh, it's very much a vertical city in that um, the there's sort of many, many layers to the city going further and further down. Um, tall, tall, tall buildings connected by bridges. Um, there are signs up kind of warning drunks to, like, stay off the ledges. Uh, this thing would be a nightmare with people with selfie capabilities. So, like, everyone's really lucky <laughs> that mm-hmm. this is the time they live in um and uh kind of in the distance you can see an occasional airship uh sort of massive um, vehicles with kind of a glowing golden ring around them uh pulling into air dock um and the the streets are bustling it's midday um the train is set to leave in about an hour so you've got a bit of time um the uh the, sort of the the main depot isn't too far from here um but uh you find yourselves outside with a with a few minutes to plan and prepare uh before you have a train to catch
0: all right, uh, okay, peppercorn. Uh, we can uh, take the arms and legs off of the uh, changeling? Uh, it seems that way, but I don't think we should make that like a
4: priority. Do um, you
3: think ears are essential?
4: No, she uh, she said they got to talk, so anything that uh, ain't talking, we'll have to it's going to be fine. We'll have to find out if he can read lips first. Uh, if he can, then I guess the ears can go. Um,
3: Nothing about smelling either.
4: No, I, I, don't, I don't recall anything about smelling. What, is, what does that even mean?
3: That he doesn't need his nose.
4: Oh, I thought the smells he was going to make, like you were going to make him like poop his pants or something.
3: He will almost certainly do that.
0: Well, well you know what they say, uh, everybody poops. I, I read I that don't. in a book once. Oh, oh. And see, that's why it's a racist statement that I don't agree with. What about the e- robots? But everyone says it. You no, s- You said everyone says it. And sometimes, you know, we got to make societal change. Some people don't poop. The- admittedly, sometimes when you get excited, a couple of nuts and bolts fall out.
3: That's private. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, as the
2: uh, the view banter, you kind of uh, start making your way in kind of amiable uh, chatter um, through Sharn. Um, again, busy crowds, um, all sorts of things going on. Um, Sharn uh, managed to make it through... Uh, the last war relatively untouched uh, aside from a couple of sort of very notable uh, internal terror incidents. Um, but generally speaking where a lot of the other larger cities were uh, laid under siege, um, Sharon managed to avoid most of that, which has given it kind of a, a decent leg up on a lot of other uh, cities In kind of ancient Greece terms. This is like Athens, not getting raided on the shore cause it was off the coast. So um, uh, Sharon has kind of uh, managed to thrive um, and I'd say all three of you are fairly comfortable here. Uh, Mercy, it's a little less comfortable for you, only because um, it's it's you've you've had a few years since the end of the last war, but it's still odd, kind of not serving a single
3: purpose. Yeah, freedom's um, weird.
2: <laughs> truly, um, as you make your way through the crowds, um, there's a uh, you see a, a a goblin wearing a um, a kind of like a, a slouch cap, uh, holding a newspaper, being like. X3, more monsters seen outside the mornlands.
4: Anybody uh, need a newspaper? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, hey, kid, I'll take one of those please. Oh, oh, thank you very much, sir.
2: That's real nice. Hey, if you like this, maybe you could go find my boss and tell him I did a good job selling you
4: this year's newspaper. I mean, we got a gadget train, kid. I, I don't know. Uh, well,
2: I mean, I did all the effort of yelling, hear you, hear you, and extra, extra. I mean, I think that's maybe worth uh, worth a compliment. It would be maybe. an
3: inefficient waste of our time, and you're wasting more time now. We're going.
4: Yikes. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, sorry. He, I think,
2: like, it, as you do that, it's both uh, <laughs> Peppercorn and the Goblin do, like, a classic comedy, like, the shadow comes over the sun and they look up and it's just mercy <laughs> looming over both of them. Uh, so he just hands you the newspaper and he's like, I'll take your lack of killing me as the best compliment I could have today. I guess. Um And uh, he you, forgets you, to charge you.
3: You you hear like my my jaw, which is kind of, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like hinge kind of creaking like I'm trying to smile. It's, it's just not <laughs> it's working. He's truly <laughs> horrified. Yeah. yeah, when
0: they move on, Mr. Pig goes over with the stack of cash that he's got and he's like, hey, yeah. Uh, Get yourself an ice cream. I know. I know. Unforgettable woman.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just dr- drops money and then follows after. Thank
2: you, sir. Boy, howdy. He stuffs it up into his hat.
0: They're like, if casual and cool, had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney. We got another day of NBA action, and with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their
2: bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet five dollars get two hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you win. Flash, Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more. Only on FanDuel.
1: Hey
2: everybody, Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM, and I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously we are. I'm probably really stressed because they're they're probably doing something horrible to me right now. But uh, I hope you're enjoying it, and uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out
1: patreon.com slash
2: dumdumdice where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us. And I will see you out there in the dumbverse. So, uh, yeah. Um, peppercorn, can you roll me an investigation check, please?
4: Yeah. And all oh, these character sheets are so different.
2: Um, yeah, we're We're working off some uh, character sheets that I found on the internet that did the math for me. That's uh, 23. Oh, damn. You are very investigative. Oh, yeah. He's cycling through all those different lenses on his, <laughs> on his glasses. <laughs> so um, the, uh, the headlines, uh, and you've noticed, I think, um, given your line of work, um, you've noticed these headlines increasing more and more over the past little while. Um, reports of oddities coming out of uh, the Mournlands. Uh, The Mornlands, unfortunately, uh, because Sire was kind of in the dead center of uh, this continent, um, it really has kind of cut travel off in a weird way. Um, The trains have to divert very, very far north to get around uh, the Mornlands now. Some of the major highways uh, that sort of carriages and other vehicles would have taken have been cut off. Uh, Airship travel is uh, highly sought after, but... Is, uh, somewhat rare. I think in modern terms, it would kind of be like thinking about sort of the Zeppelin craze where like people were taking Zeppelin's places, but there weren't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as common as airplanes. No. Okay. Um, so, uh, that said there is be- now that the war is over, there's become kind of a national fascination with the Mourn lands, uh, partially because almost everyone was affected. So everyone lost someone. Um, and, uh, Uh, The refugees of Sire have flooded into various places. Again, millions died, but millions more have been displaced. Um, But uh, these particular reports uh, speak of the Lord of Blades, um, who has become a a very um, attractive kind of monster of the mists, uh, said to be a massive warforged, who is um, threatening uh, the rest of society and uh, demanding uh, freedom for his warforged brethren and revenge. Uh, for the ills that uh, they bef- that befell them during the war. So this is, um, again, in kind of like a mobster way. This is like Al Capone, sighted in, I was going to say California, but I don't think he ever went to California. <laughs> Al Capone, I don't know, he likes the beach now. Um, so Al Capone, a successful
0: L.A. trip.
2: <laughs> Al Capone hangs ten. He's real good at surfboarding, why not? Um like a movie from the 80s. <laughs> Al Capone hangs 10.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, so um, definitely an interesting figure, but also I think uh, Peppercorn, to your kind of studied eye, uh, also sounds entirely made up. Like a, this would be a very easy ruse, a mysterious warforge that no one has ever seen that lives in a monster pit. Mm. Um, but uh, nonetheless, uh, you track the the data. I think you kind of file it away in whatever part of your brain you do um, for your investigations.
4: Um, and, and then the there's malarkey also section. Am I right, guys? <laughs> you just hear me say the malarkey say, yeah. section. Am I right, guys? Yeah, I read that uh, part of the paper too. Love the funnies.
3: <laughs> Context.
4: <laughs> oh, this uh, this Lord of Blades character, uh, War Forge, that no one's ever seen. I mean, <laughs> what is this, right? I mean, it's all it's all hearsay.
0: No one's ever seen him. Yeah, well, no one's ever. Uh, Seeing the gods, you're not going to cross them off the list, are you, little guy? I, mean, I, I guess not. No one's calling this guy a god, though.
3: Is someone making a joke in the newspaper?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you fold the paper up and put it in your back pocket <laughs> and continue on. Um, the rest of the paper is, is full of kind of uh, the standard intrigues. Um, the heir of Sire is uh, desperately trying to kind of establish. Uh, there's like new Sire that's basically just a, a large tent city. Um, and then there's, there's other talk, um, house Corrin is, is continuing to announce, like we will have exciting new technology available for demonstration soon. Uh, no one really believes that given that, um, a lot of their facilities were lost. Um, and then there's the usual kind of, uh, political rumblings and grumblings, but those are kind of above your pay grade. Um, as you, uh, make your way kind of towards the central terminal, a, a lot, lar- like a, a massive arched building kind of looms up um as as you kind of part the crowds. Um and it's a massive terminus um or terminal I suppose um for lightning trains. Um so mercy, I think you would well, I guess you guys are artificers. Um I guess all of you would know this actually. Um the lightning trains are one of the fastest and kind of easiest ways to get around the world. Um, they're, uh, run by harnessed elementals, um, that have been harnessed for their uh, electrical energy and then kind of run along magnetic plates. Um, very, very fast, very fancy and much beloved. So, um, you have a few minutes. The terminal has a number of sort of shops and other places. Is there anything you want to do here in Sharn before you board, uh, the express that will be coming through probably in about 20 minutes?
4: Yes. Um, I want to look around on the ground for any decent sized, uh. Rocks, something substantial, so you don't lose it. I want to look for three of them if I can.
2: Uh, okay, yeah. Roll me an investigation check, please.
4: Oh, not as good a roll. That's a ten. Ten. Uh, I'll say you find two. All right. You want three. I wanted three. I want yeah,
0: one. You find two of us. Okay. So I, uh, I'd like to look around because I imagine if we're at like a central station, they always have like different trinkets and available stuff yep. for sale. I want to see if there's a a, a nice chain necklace. That maybe has diamonds on it.
2: A diamond chain necklace. Uh Ooh. huh. Interesting. Okay. I don't know what I'd have you rule for that. Um,
0: maybe I'm investigating yeah, the Yeah, stands. yeah, yeah right. I'll take
2: it. <laughs> sure. Give me an investigation. Roll me a basic commerce. <laughs> roll me yeah. a tourist with money to burn check. Uh, 19. 19? Yeah, okay. So you find um, one of those stores that are so common in major terminals that's like, uh, it's got like a, a crystal version of like, major sharn landmarks and like they're like we will laser engrave your picture if you wait for two hours look
4: guys tchotchkes
2: (laughs) there's like some for everyone here (laughs) commemorative spoons uh and sure enough you see a bunch of jewelry that is nice uh it's not the best
0: jewelry you've ever seen but it's fine for what you buy at a train station perfect i'm looking for something real thick (laughs) i'm not looking dainty i want the thick chain with like a gem on it
2: sure yeah so i mean like this this store seems to sell to all manner of folks uh, and certainly um dwarves or orcs are going to want something a bit hardier and uh, there's definitely a selection of those
0: perfect so i like i like try to like sidle away where nobody can see me and i'm like i'd uh i want that <laughs> um cool so you us see your price it's at least four times
2: what you think it's worth
0: Great, so uh, bullshit, I want that. (laughs) And then I make an offer of what I think
2: it's worth. Okay, can you roll me a persuasion check, please? Six. Mm -hmm. Um, He's like, uh, look, sir, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, I just, I I have to price all of these things the way they're priced. Uh, You know, you've come into my store, we have prices,
0: and uh, I expect you to pay them. Listen, I I don't know if you know, but I'm, I'm Mr. Pig.
2: Yes, I can see that from your, your vaguely poor kind features. That's fine. You still must pay the price that I've put on the price tag.
0: Okay, but here's the deal. I only got this much money from my boss. Uh, I, don't, I don't got no more money. Okay, well, who's your boss? I, uh, I don't have clearance to tell you that. <laughs> That's why they're my boss. Okay, well, that, that sounds like
2: bullshit. It sounds like you're just trying to steal goods and services from my store. I've given you very fair prices, and you just seem to be trying to, to, to pull more. I mean, I, I don't understand. You, you have a, a fistful of money. Why don't you want to pay this?
0: Well, uh, how much of my fistful of
2: money is it? It's it's a considerable amount. <laughs> th- this will p- knock you guys down to, like, shitty end of coach, like, standing room only. Like, I'm going to say it's uh, three quarters of your money.
0: You know what? Sometimes you got to do things oh. for love. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll pay the money to get the... So he,
2: he looks very relieved. Um, and, uh, he, he the dwarven man kind of like looks at him. He's like, oh, okay, well th- that's, uh, that's very good. Uh, thank you. Um, I suppose, uh, would you like this, this gift wrapped?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd be real nice, but just like a uh, wrap it in some paper so I can put it in my pocket.
2: Oh, but, 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 sir, that, that's not really gift wrapping. I mean, a gift wrapped, and he pulls out like a small bag and he proceeds to start doing the love actually. Like, I got to
0: put a small sprig of,
2: of, of mint in here. You know, it'll just really add. Here's the deal every time
0: this, every second this isn't wrapped in paper and in my pocket, I'm taking a dollar back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sir,
0: sir, you've already given me the money, I put it in the register. Look, I'm just saying... Touche, you handsome (laughs) bastard. All right, you
2: you do what you got to do. Well, because you called me handsome, I will speed up a bit. I must say, it's very lonely working in the only jewelry shop in a train station. Also, pro tip, do not open a a jewelry shop in a train station. I really, I did not think this through when I did this. I thought it would be a good idea. It turns out it's not.
0: I mean, with these prices, why isn't it (laughs) jammed? Oh, that is, that is, that is cruel. Uh, (laughs)
2: That is is cruel to me. But um, I understand your frustration at losing most of your money. Okay. Um, And he starts, like, putting in the bag um and uh he does a double time as he sees mercy approaching.
0: Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's move this along. Uh, and then I just like stand between there and I'm like, "Oh, what what nice uh what nice killing over to the left.
3: Did you buy something?
0: Yeah. But uh, I say it's not it's not important.
3: Was it expensive? Yeah, but it's... <laughs> no, it
2: was very very reasonably priced. I do not know why he's giving me so much trouble for this.
3: And then I, I looked to um, the, the, the teller guy I said, did you overcharge him?
2: Overcharge? No, I, I look, I'm, I, have, uh, I will tell you what I told him. I, I just I lean put over. a price on, okay, like, okay, are you okay, sure? okay, hey, listen, look, 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 look. I put a price on the item and he paid that price. That's, that's all there was to it.
0: This guy's really been describing basic economics to me like a bunch. Yeah, well, you were the one who failed to understand what a price tag means. So really, which of us needs the lesson, hmm? Well, now, I I, I was going to be on your side, but I feel like I'm just going to let her sort this out. I'll uh, take this first. I uh, <laughs> just reach over and take the bagged up chain and put it in the pocket of my trench coat. And I'm like, well, it's up to you two now. Uh, have fun, Mercy. Uh, Mercy, what do you do?
3: Um, I, I I just say, I was a medic. I can put things together or take them apart.
2: Oh, uh, don't like that last part. Um <laughs> Do you mean in, in humans? Oh, uh, how about Is dwarves? He a human? He's a dwarf. Uh, it, it's also totally, I, I'm fully okay with Mercy <laughs> legitimately not knowing it's, the difference.
3: It's just everything not Warforged.
0: Yeah, they are Warforged <laughs> yeah. and there are humans. That's
3: all. Oh, okay,
2: all right. Um, well, that, that's problematic uh, for a variety of reasons. But uh, 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 look, I, I understand that uh, you're not entirely satisfied with your purchase or the purchasing situation today, and um, I'm concerned about that. So here, I'll tell you what, I will give you back um half of what he paid me
3: this is an excellent deal we've struck i feel like we've reached an understanding thank you so much for adding to my experience today
2: oh uh you are welcome thank you for not taking me apart
3: i would say it's my pleasure but either would have been acceptable
2: (laughs) and as you leave you're like do you have wings or are you just no, like massive? I'm just so massive. just like your 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 shoulders just like knock a bunch of shit off yeah. and break it. He's like, oh, uh, okay. Well, there there goes all the crystal sharn. Okay. Uh,
0: oh shit. Um, and uh, as I just, you, I just close the door and I'm like, hey, uh, have a good one there. Nice buying. More like <laughs> clean up on aisle me.
2: Um, and he starts, uh, cleaning up the worthless crystal that you broke.
0: Um, smash cut back out
2: to peppercorn. Uh, peppercorn, what are you doing? I think you, are you buying tickets or are you looking, you've well, got I'm,
4: two rocks. Uh, yeah, I don't have the money to buy tickets, but I do have these two rocks now. So I want to do this thing that you mentioned to me that artificers can do where they can imbue objects with magical properties. Yeah, totally. I like to turn these into a pair of sending stones. Oh, okay, great. So we have walkie-talkies on our on the train. We can split up if we need to.
2: Cool. So I think um, when Mercy and uh, Mr. Pig arrive, um, you are kind of curled up. Um, you're sitting on kind of one of the long benches, uh, and kind of got your like knees up to your chin, and you're just very intricately um, carving and etching runes into these. Um, and I think. Based on the way you're kind of talking about your glasses, and, and I think the, the kind of vibe of this character, I think this is one of those like true moments of joy for mm. for Peppercorn is mm-hmm. when he can just be focused entirely on his work. Yep. And investigations are ultimately just this on a larger scale. Um. So yeah. You you carve them. Um. Do you do anything? Are there any flourishes, or is it just highly functional?
4: Um. Oh, he'll uh, he'll put his fingers in his mouth and he'll whistle. Um. And a. Uh, <laughs> My uh, steel defender, mm-hmm. I think, as it's called in the in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will come bounding through like the crowds of people, kind of always within earshot. Um, and because we're a team, uh, this creature will also help me put the fin- finishing touches on the artificing.
2: Sure, yeah. So uh, um, <coughs> one of the pieces of the artificer class, uh, and particularly um, uh, the Tyler's variation. Is uh, that he gets a uh, steel defender, which is a uh, sort of a met- metallic. I was going to say mechanic and metallic at the same time, and it just broke. <laughs> metallic, a <laughs> mechanical creature, um, but a uh, metallic creature that he's tinkered together. Yeah, uh, that's kind of uh, his constant companion. So, uh, what does your steel defender look like?
4: Uh, it looks like a metal corgi. Um,
0: <laughs>
4: is and it's it, and it's like uh, sectional it's metal plates. Yeah, 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 it's a pepper corg.
1: Oh my um, god.
4: Uh, and so it's like little corgi rump is like one like rounded piece of metal, and then there's kind of like sectioned like layered plates for like his wiggly bit in I between. Love this armadillo esque. So yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: is it all of the same material, or is it like a, a like a, a patchwork? Patchwork. Cork.
4: Yeah, it, it's all the same material. Nice. Yeah, He's, yeah, yeah. I've taken good care of him and, and took excellent care in crafting him. All right, and uh, what uh, is his name? Well, he comes up and I say, uh, "Good boy, Baxley." Um, <laughs> I'm going to make some sending stones here and I just need the finishing touches from you. Um, And I'll put them in his mouth and he'll like (laughs) like chew down on them and kind of like worry them like with his mouth, like back and forth. And then when he spits them out, they're perfectly functional sending stones. That's amazing. I like to imagine that he's actually kind of
2: secretly your your arcane focus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, great. So you guys walk up to see um, uh, Baxley the peppercorn spit out uh, two um, sending stones. Uh,
4: hey guys, I uh, I've got these sending stones so that if we need to split up, at least two thirds of us can stay in contact with each other. Figure it'll be good if you know one of us spots uh, Varin on the train, we can kind of you know call it in. Is that is that a bad idea? I'm sorry, I, and I sort of like put them away. <laughs> I'm like,
0: oh, I'm sorry. We should just get on the train. <laughs> No, you're uh, you're doing great. You're doing great. It's a good idea. As we know, sometimes we get separated. You're small. You can fit through tiny holes. We've done that before. Uh, The lovebirds over here tend to stick together. We're living the dream. So uh, yeah, give us a stone. I was just worried uh, Baxley was pooping out the front. Oh, no, no. I, I, I eliminated
4: that function after a couple of embarrassing accidents. Yeah, I remember. If he's a good boy, I'll give it back to him. And I'll give you a a sending (laughs) stone. I just
0: say, uh, fingers crossed. Looking at you guys. Um,
4: (laughs) You you, do a great buddy. So, Mr. Pig, you uh,
2: step up to the teller counter. Um, Which of you is the face, do you think, uh, on operations like this?
0: I feel like it's probably Peppercorn. I think it might yeah, be it's Peppercorn. It's definitely not Mercy. Const- but I think he's constantly interrupted by Mr. and <laughs> <Bacon> Mercy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. It's like, if we were smarter, we'd let him be the face. Yeah,
2: yeah. None of you have, I think, anything really that
4: charisma-y, which is kind of nice. So, Yeah, Peppercorn neither.
0: So, uh,
2: so, pe- <laughs> so Peppercorn, um, you, you step up to uh, the counter, um, and there's just a tremendously bored-looking orc. Um, and, uh, she's just kind of absentmindedly, um, spinning a ring that she's got on one of her kind of bottom, uh, sort of spiky teeth. Um, and just like very, uh, teenager in a food court, uh, kind of vibe. Uh, she looks down, she goes,
4: how can I help you? Uh, before I speak, uh, to this orc, how, uh, often is it that we that folk like us would be taking the train, the lightning train.
0: Um, I think is it's this ha- like a rare treat? Is it a luxurious um, way
4: to travel?
2: It it is. Um, it's uh, it, it's certainly more common than airships. Um, okay, and I think given the kind of uh, for vast uh, distances, the lightning train is definitely the way to go. I think it's probably. Uh, this is literally just me remembering flying on airplanes as a kid. I think Hmm. it is kind of one of those things where it's like, it's very rare that you would get to. Okay. Um, In your line of work, you're probably more taking carts and and ships. Right, okay. Um, But uh, anytime you need to get across the continent, this is really the only way to go. So I would say all of you have likely, maybe not you, Mercy, but I think... Uh, Mr. Pig and uh, Peppercorn, you've probably been on the train a few times, but not enough to be super comfortable on it. Okay. This is
4: well, we are we are expecting Bill and Reese to be on like one of the luxury cars. Yes, yeah, so you expect she'll okay.
2: be kind of in the one of the mm. VIP sleeper trains, okay, or sleeper cars rather.
4: So to put I'll <laughs> to put on airs of like we're also that fancy. Um, Peppercorn will greet this orc woman like, "Good day, uh, garçon." Um, <laughs> We would like three tickets to the the luxury car of the this lightning train, uh, po- post haste.
2: Uh, she lists a price that is five times what you have. Is
0: uh, it, is that what he has? What I have? Or what, or what mercy you oh, are you five. Yeah yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Just oh. for for ease of of one shot, we're going to say that Thank you guys. Thank you. That's great. And I'm sorry, I'm keeping money vague. I just really don't want to no, get that, no, into that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Dollars. So
4: yeah. Ah, very good. Uh, <laughs> do you accept coupons? <laughs>
2: No, you're thinking of the cross country cart service, Mega Cart. We are much fancier
4: than Mega Cart. I'm like looking through the coupon section of the newspaper, and being like there must be something here. Just <laughs> so, um, <laughs>
2: and all of them are like, yeah, like five dollars to get cross
0: country, and it's like a twenty
2: day <laughs> adventure.
0: So, uh, quick question here: We got this uh, cash, and I'm sure you got some tickets that you're able to give to like uh, irate customers. So, what if we say? Uh, the War Forged here is uh, real real grumpy, and then we just uh, give this money to you, and you give us tickets.
2: Look, I'm happy to put you on the train. You seem like fancy folk. No one has ever called me a garçon before, and I really appreciate that. But I can't put you in the VIP car. That would be crazy. So I can put you in on general admission, and you can stand in the standing car. And that's about the best I can do. But I can do that, and I'd like to. I'm a good garçon.
4: <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's what we'll have to. Are you? Are we sure there's no coupons in it in this newspaper Look, here for the? I'm sorry, the we, lightning we trade only put coupons in magazines. Oh well, all right. They're like newspapers
2: for rich people.
4: Oh yeah, i I I, I dream of reading a magazine. <laughs> you know.
2: Well. It's a shame, because there are free ones in the VIP car. Oh,
4: well. All the more reason to try and get in there.
2: It's ironic, because the only way to get the coupons is by already being there.
4: Hey, yeah, that's kind of an exclusive
0: policy, isn't it? The rich get richer. the train starts to, like, (laughs) roll out of the station. (laughs) So, uh, quick question. Uh, Could we get uh, maybe... One of us into the VIP section, and then, like, two of us in the dumpiest car in the back? No, I mean... I'll ride in the pooper.
2: uh, And that's the caboose. Uh, Yeah, that's that's a very funny play on words, but you're not allowed back there. There are very important things there. Listen, I can put you in the worst car, (laughs) but at least you're in the worst car, and you're not in no car, which is kind of what it's looking like, because the train is starting to move.
0: Oh, okay. uh, It's a
2: collective storytelling game, so when someone (laughs) says it's happening, it's probably happening...
0: You know, and I think this is uh, well, the train getting, is all VIP yeah, say, cars, and they're all free. Is, uh, it's free VIP ride day. <laughs> um, okay, what this I is will, uh, getting a bit meta. Here's the money. What I will say is,
2: um, you can roll me uh, like a persuasion and intimidation. Uh, all yeah. charisma based.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy to just pay and get on this train.
2: Well, I was gonna say, if you want to try and roll me a check, you might be able to up or deception. Those are all charisma, but you might be able to upgrade. Your ticket, so you're not like the absolute last car. Um, I will say we're gently leaning on Snowpiercer rules for this. Uh, It's not as dire as Snowpiercer, but you know, Mm. the cheaper your ticket, the further back on the train you
4: are. Um, You still want to bring your own lunch?
0: (laughs) You got to bring a baby.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Should we roll one of each since there's three? Yeah. Why why don't you each roll one? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna
0: go. I'm gonna go charisma. I'm gonna call her Garçon again. (laughs) I'll give you advantage. (laughs) I'm gonna roll a. Performance, I'm trying to act like I'm capable of giving a bribe
3: I'm, of course, doing intimidation
0: <laughs> You don't say Not one I rolled a 10
2: 13 uh, She looks at all three of you Looks at the money Looks at the robot Looks at the money Looks at the Mr. Pig Looks at the money <laughs> Looks at the halfling
3: We look at each other
2: You look at each other I look at Baxley <laughs> Baxley uh, is staring at the train pulling away, <laughs> uh, and then she slaps a hand on the money, slides it in, and next thing you know, you are standing in the worst car <laughs> on the train, but at least you're on board. I think go. Uh, so uh, that went well. Many thanks, uh, Mater D. <laughs> <laughs> she she waves uh, as as the car starts to pull away. She goes. Thank you. Also, I found coupons. Um, But it's too late. The car has pulled away. Uh, And as you kind of um, settle into your surroundings uh, and look around, uh, none of you know just how badly this is all about to go.
0: Our Eberron One Shot features the voices of Ryan Laplante at TheRyanLaplante on Twitter. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter. Laura Elizabeth at EL Hamstring on Twitter. And of course, our awesome DM is Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan Laplante and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker. That's M-R-K-R on Twitter. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunderhorse by Damiano Baldoni. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J A A. Zzar, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks for listening. Smash that like button and show your love to One Shot. DJ One Shot's out of here. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time, Christian Manicola, Long Long, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
1: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.